As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and I am here tonight with two wonderful people, Joel Renner and Denise Renner. Hi, guys. Welcome to Home Group. Hi, Rick. And Home Group, welcome. Are you enjoying these Home Groups this week? I sure am. I am enjoying it so much, Denise. Thank you, Rick. And in fact, I like what Denise is sharing so much that this week we put her on the regular TV program for the first time by herself. Well, I do do the introductions. But the teaching is so good. When I heard it, I said, Denise, people need to hear this. Let's put this on the regular TV program. And it's just good. I just laughed my head off when I heard those particular five programs, which we're showing in the regular TV program this week. I thought it was liberating. It was true. And you know, when you can get set free and laugh at the same time, that's good. That is, you just laugh the truth right into your heart. And Denise, you were not intending to be funny, but I thought you were hysterical. But I want you to get the whole series, which is called School of Cinderella, the Art of Happily Ever After. The whole series is 16 parts. It is huge and it is wonderful. And it comes with a study guide that is free of charge. All you have to do is go to renner.org and download it. Get everything that's free in life. And this will be a blessing to you. And it's a large study guide. And you can read it while you hear it or see the series. Denise? I want to say, because I've heard from women who said, I love your teaching, but I need a tool to teach it. So this study guide is a great tool. And the book is also wonderful. And the book is called, Who Stole Cinderella the Art of Happily Ever After? I wrote the foreword to this book after I read it four times. Denise, Ricky, will you write the foreword to this book? And I said, honey, I love you with all my heart and I believe in you, but I'm not going to put my name on anything that I don't agree with, even if you wrote it. So I read it four times. I said, yes, I will write the foreword to that book. It is so good. And it will be a blessing to you. And you'll laugh when you read this too. And you might even say, oh me, because it's really a convicting book. And I have to tell you, it's really not just about marriage. It can be applied to any relationship where you need to improve your communication and just up the quality of your relationship. Anyway, we're glad you're here tonight and we want to pray for you. So please call us or send us an email. Let us know how to pray for you. We believe in Matthew 18, 19, it says, if two of you will agree as touching anything, I'll do it. And Jesus said that where two or three are gathered together, I'm in the midst. Well, here's three of us and you're with us. Jesus never said we had to be in the same room. He just said we had to be gathered together and we're gathered together with you tonight and Jesus is in the midst ready to move, to speak, to answer prayer. So let us know how to pray for you. But Mr. Renner, we're glad that you've joined me and your mother tonight. Well, I'm glad to be with you as well. And I have to tell you, Home Group, I really enjoyed yesterday's Home Group because we talked about the difference between judgment and being um, judgmental judgmental in being judging and I thought it was very good I really enjoyed this that that differentiation good thanks well Denise what are we going to do tonight well, hand me my book I want to say something All right. about my book because I believe in these last days that we need to have weapons our weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God and to have 
weapons and and equipment to help you in your marriage because marriages are being attacked, families are being attacked. And I believe this is equipment to help you in your marriage seriously. You know, many, many years ago, we were driving all over the United States preaching, me and Denise with our little kids, and we learned something. We learned that if we got into a spirit of strife, sickness would come into our home. Every time Denise and I got into strife, and I have to tell you, you know, we were traveling in a little tiny Isuzu. It was so tiny, our hips were nearly joined. I don't even know if they the make them anymore. I don't think they even make them anymore. And when you're in that close quarters, hour after hour after hour after hour, you have opportunity to get into strife. And every once in a while, we would get into strife. And we begin to notice that when we got into strife, one of our kids got sick every single time. And finally, we said, you know what? Strife is an opener for evil things. And we made a decision back in those days to have a no strife policy in our home and in our ministry and in everything we do. And we just do not participate with strife. And guess what? When you close the door to strife, it keeps a lot of ugly things out of your life. Anyway, I just thought I would share that because you're talking about spiritual warfare, walking in unity, being in agreement, not being ugly. It's very powerful spiritually. It keeps evil out of your life. Okay, Denise. Well, I also want to invite you ladies that are listening to me to School of Cinderella. I've been teaching this more than a decade in the Russian language, but now it's offered in the English language. And you can go to my Facebook, Denise Renner, and push the blue button and it says visit group. And I would love to have you. There's 16 lessons there. There's a chat. So please join me there. Well, today we want to talk about the power of forgiveness and the power of unforgiveness. Okay. And this is called Help Me, I Need to Forgive. Well, one thing for sure, if, if we're offended, we need to forgive. The mo most one of the most serious scriptures really struck my heart when I read it many years ago. Jesus said, if you don't forgive... I won't forgive you. Well, that's, that's kind of a scary, kind of a scary scripture. That kind of puts it right clear that we need to forgive if we want Jesus to forgive us. And so searching the scriptures, finding ways, because many years ago, many, many years ago, I got unforgiveness in my own heart and bitterness in my own heart. And it caused sickness and disease in my body. My hands were painfully cold all the time for almost two years. My feet painfully cold. I couldn't get them warm. And then it started getting in my face. Great fear. I was starting to have panic attacks. It was like, it was like there was a vice, a trap over my mind of fear. I went to bed with it. I woke up with it. I didn't even know how I got in this place. And then I, and then I started recognizing that. See, what I wanted was I wanted somebody else to change. I didn't think I had a problem. I just thought if this person will change, then 
everything will be okay. I didn't realize I had a problem of unforgiveness and bitterness. Can I say something, Denise? I don't mean to interrupt you, but I learned a long time ago that if you're all the time trying to change everybody else, that will lead you to a nervous breakdown. Mm. Because even if you change one person, there's going to be another person and another person and another person and another person and another person. And it's better just to deal with yourself and let God change you to deal with all those people. Because when you're in the business of just trying to change everybody around you, it is exhausting. Well, you don't have the power to change anybody. And um, so I was in this process and it was horrible and... um, I was crying out to God. I knew he was my answer, but. I want, and I wanted to say, I was watching all this and what Denise is sharing with you, it's the result of very deep diving. I mean, she dove deep before the Lord. I would see her get up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, just crying out to God. She was really reaching out. And what she's sharing with you today, it really is the result of some deep diving that she did in her life. You know, things might develop in our life, a sickness, a disease, an attitude, and we don't even know where it comes from. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to search out the deep places in our heart. And we have to give him an opportunity and permission to search out those deep places. Well, because of all these symptoms I was having my body, I was searching and searching and searching. And one day after searching and searching, but let me tell you how desperate I got. Um, I was a lot of sleepless nights and we were with our whole family. We're traveling in the United States. We were in a hotel room. I was up at about three o'clock in the morning, miserable. And I remember I took a hold of the sink and I said, God, I don't know what you want. I don't know what I need to do, but I am not letting go of you because, you know, pain and and fear, it's a lonely thing and it presses you and presses on you. And that's where I was. But I wasn't going to let go of God. And it was a couple of weeks after that. And the Holy Spirit showed me that I needed to forgive He just showed me I needed to forgive. He let me see my situation from another perspective. So he came with his wisdom. I was seeking his wisdom. He came with his wisdom. And I forgave that person. And I went to bed that night with those symptoms and all that in my body. But I woke up the next morning completely free. Completely. My mind totally normal. My hands and feet, completely normal. So that's one reason, friends, home group, that I share about unforgiveness and forgiveness with so much passion, because I believe if we keep bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart, it's going to show up somewhere. It's going to wreck some kind of relationship or our bodies. It can even affect your finances. Absolutely. Strife and unforgiveness is a door opener to let all kinds of bad things in. So, but we have a God that he wants to be sought 
And he says, if we draw near to him, and I was doing that, I was drawing as close to him as I could get. We draw near to him. He promises in James chapter 4, verse 7, he will draw near to us. He doesn't draw near to us with, with no power. He draws near to us with power and with answers. And that's what he did for me. Because we can't go inside of our own heart. Many times we don't even know what's wrong. We don't even know why we're acting the way that we're acting. <laughs> we can't go inside of our own heart. But the Holy Spirit, he can search out those places in our heart. And the Bible says that he does. And allow him to do his work. Joel, did you want to say something? Well, I just wanted to say that you've both written books on this subject. Yes, we have. Mama, your book, The Gift of Forgiveness, has helped so many people. And I think it's your personal testimony. It is. And I just think it's important to say that if you want to know more about what Mom's talking about, her personal testimony, it's probably all in there. And I have a it book is. called... It's Time it, to Get Over It. Time to Get Over It. It's it. That's fabulous. It's, a fa it's one of my favorite books, and people tend not to go to that book because... People don't want to get over it, but it really is time to get over it. How to forgive, release, let go, and move on. Well, in these last days, Rick, I think that the Holy Spirit is raising the bar on us as Christians. I believe he's calling us higher to love more. I believe he's calling us higher to forgive more because we've got to be ready for what's coming. Yes, we do. So, and you don't want bitterness and unforgiveness uh, crippling you in your emotions and in your relationships. So um, go with me to John chapter 20. And it's, um, this is when Jesus was raised from the dead and he comes to the disciples and he just appears in the room, which I think is so amazing. And he says to them, peace, peace be to you and that they put their hands in the holes in his hands and, and in his side. And they say, you are the Lord. And he says again to them, peace to you. Then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Well, they get born again. But the next thing he says after that is in verse 23. And he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So he's saying that we have to, we have the ability to forgive other people's sins. And if we don't forgive them, of, if we don't release them of our guilt and our condemnation that we want to put on them, then it's going to stay on them. But if we release them, then they are released. And in studying this home group, I have thought, oh, how God wants us to forgive because he's forgiven us. I mean, he went to the nth to forgive us, to all the pain, to all the suffering, being, going to hell. He did all of that. So that we didn't have guilt and condemnation. He doesn't want us putting guilt and condemnation on one another. And if we don't forgive, that's what we're doing to other people. But if we forgive, we set them free. 
And that's a lot of power that Jesus has given us. Can I talk about the word forgive? Yes. Because people say, well, what does it mean to forgive? Well, it is the Greek word aphiemi, and a little translation is let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. And in fact, the word aphiemi means to permanently dismiss with no ability to ever retrieve again. Wow. So that's what Jesus did for us. Yeah. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. It's amazing. Jesus never says, you know, I know I forgave you for that, but you know what? I'm going to reach way back into your past, grab that thing and drag it up one more time. He doesn't do that. He forgave us. He let it go. And when we forgive each other, we let it go. We never retrieve it. We don't bring it up again. It's gone. Amen. That's the power of the blood, Rick. It's very liberating. But you know, whenever people do bring up the past, it's so debilitating. How can you change your past? It's over. It's gone. You just need to let it go. You can only change who you are right now. And your future. And your future. You know, if you change who you are now, your future will be different. But whenever people bring up your past, it's just, it's a dead conversation. You can't change it. It's something in the past. It's time to get over it. Even the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, He's not going to bring up our sin. Mm -hmm. He's going to deal with us about how well did we do it fulfilling our assignment. But what's under the blood stays under the blood. It never is retrieved and extracted from being under the blood. It is under the blood forever. That's the power of forgiveness. But whenever you can't forgive your friend or your spouse or someone in your life, it's really just it's debilitating. They can't change what happened. All you can do is just make means with it and move on. Mm -hmm. And it's really time just to let go of a few things, and it will release you to do even greater things. And I really believe that. That's the truth, Joel. And, you know, the Bible says that that God throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. He has forgotten. And if we try to, you know, and I've done this before, talk to God about some what somebody else did, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I forgot about that. Or that he separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. Or throws them in the sea of forgetfulness. I mean, that's the east and the west are never going to meet up. Can I say something about, sometimes people say, well, God just forgets everything. No, it's not what it says. It says he threw them in the sea of forgetfulness. God does not have a bad memory, but God chooses not to go there. God has made a decision to let it go. Could God bring it up? Of course he could. He's God. He knows everything. He knows the past, the present, and the future. But God has made a decision that once something has been released, he's never going to visit it again. And this means that forgiveness is a decision. You have to decide. All right, I've let that go. It's gone. I choose. I will never revisit it. I will never bring it up again. And that takes a great discipline, and it can only be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help you. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says that the Holy Spirit shed abroad in our heart the love of God. Mm -hmm. And God would, you, and I know that horrible things come to people. There may have been something horrible happen to you. And you're like, 
I'm still not past this. I still haven't forgiven. I know I need to forgive. And it was horrible. It was deep, it was deep debilitating. It, 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 it put a change on your life. It put a period on, a, on your happiness. I mean, it was awful. And God's saying you have to forgive because he's forgiven you. Well, he would never ask us to do something if he didn't equip us to do it. And he has equipped us to do it because Romans 5 verse 5 says that that love of God, the very love of God, the agape love of God that he loves you with right now, that very love is inside of your heart. Well, why is it in your heart? To love others, to forgive others. So you see, he has equipped us. It isn't unjust, unjust that he wants us to forgive. And if you keep bringing something up again and again and again and again, that is the evidence that you never let it go. There's a person that, that I love very much who says to me from time to time, I've forgiven you for so much that you did 15 years ago. You know, I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you. I keeps bringing it up. Finally, I said, you know what? I have to let you know, you never forgave me. Or you would stop bringing it up. When you forgive, you let it go. You forfeit your right to retrieve it. It's gone. It's powerful. Now you say, well, I just can't do that. Well, you want others to do it for you. You do. You don't like it when other people bring up your past. You don't like it when other people keep hammering what you did, what you did, what you did. You want them to let it go. Well, last night we talked about giving mercy and grace. The same mercy and grace you want, you have to give. And that's what Jesus gave to you. Denise? And Jesus said that if you sow judgment, you're going to reap judgment. But if you sow mercy, mercy is giving somebody what they don't deserve. And, and really, people can wrong us so much that, no, they don't deserve. They don't deserve your forgiveness. Not at all. But giving them mercy, which is in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And it's a choice. You've got to decide to do it. And you've got to decide to do it. It's not about feeling like forgiving. It's about deciding to forgive. Yes. And it's not like, well, I don't feel like forgiving. No, it's about doing doing it because it's right. You know, most of life is a decision. Yes. People who live by their emotions and wait for an emotion, they're never going to lose weight. They're never going to fix their finances. They're never going to fix their relationships. They're never going to forgive. It, it will be a life-changing revelation when you really embrace life is all about making decisions. Whenever you make a decision, emotions come. They, they follow. They, do. they, really they follow. Do. They follow decisions. When you made the decision to receive Christ, maybe, maybe it was a decision. I mean, it was a decision. I mean, it was the Holy Ghost was there giving you the grace to do it. But then after, after you made that decision, the power of God, it followed the emotions. Some people say, for the first time in my life, I have peace. It's making that decision, mm. deciding 
I'm going to forgive. And I want us to pray together, Rick, because sometimes we need to have help to to forgive. Let somebody go. Amen. And we're here with you right now, home group. We love you. We know you take your time to be with us. Let's and we're pray. grateful. Let's pray. And so we want to pray with you. Mm-hmm. Father, I thank you for your presence right now. It is your holy presence that breaks the yoke. Mm-hmm. And Lord, right now, by our own will, with our home group, we release that person or persons right now in the name of Jesus. We release them. We forgive them. We let them go. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I want to suggest you might need to call somebody. You might need to write somebody. If you're really serious about forgiving, you, you need to let them go. You might need to call them and say, I want to ask for your forgiveness because I've been offended with you for five years or two months or one day and set them free. Amen. We're out of time, but we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.